the Oilers have a Vezina caliber goalie. Now, why would I say that? Listen on and let me state my case for why Stuart Skinner is a very early candidate to win the Vezna. Welcome. This is Striking Oil, the podcast where you get daily news, rumors, and opinions from a fan-turned-journalist about your favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers. My name is Caleb Kearney, and by day and night, I am a beat writer covering the Edmonton Oilers for the Hockey News. That was a bit of a wild game last night. Also, some news happening around the NHL. I'm just going to hop right into it. So, before we get into all of the content for the episode, please like and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. If you are listening on one of the various podcast platforms, please subscribe. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and Apple Podcasts. And please, please, if you enjoy this in any capacity, or if you just want to bash on me, share this with your friends and other people who will like to hear about the Edmonton Oilers. Now, around the NHL, this is a segment that I started just with the last episode, okay? Obviously, there's things going on. I'm going to kind of hone in because of my limited time. I'm going to hone in on all of the Uh, 2018 World Juniors speculation and leaves of absences, all of those sorts of things. So right off the hop, recap of yesterday, you have Carter Hart um, request and be granted a leave of absence with the Philadelphia Flyers. The day previous, you have Dylan Dubé doing the same thing. Although with Dubé, he specifically cited mental health reasons, which is an interesting perspective to take if this is indeed connected. More on that in a minute or two. And then today, we have several things just kind of blow up. We have a couple more players who were on that team granted leaves of ab- granted a leave of absence. Okay, You have Cal Foote and Michael McLeod of the New Jersey Devils granted a leave of absence, okay? Yes, that is Ryan McLeod's brother. That's the only connection that Ryan has to this entire thing is just that his brother was a part of that team and has been granted a leave of absence. Whether or not he is actually one of the players who is going to show up remains to be seen. Although at this stage of the game, it looks pretty likely. Because of these other things that happened, Alex Formanton, who's presently playing in Switzerland, was granted a leave of absence and granted permission to travel back to Canada. That was specifically cited in their press release, the Swiss team. I don't know what Swiss team it was. I didn't dig that deep into it, but he was playing in Switzerland. He Nobody in the NHL offered him a contract this past season, so he went off to Switzerland, okay? And then this morning, this is the real sort of uh, bombshell, if you will. Um, Basically, we found out that five players from Team Canada's 2018 World Juniors team have been asked to surrender to the London, Ontario police at their headquarters. Now, 
no formal charges have been laid at this point in time. And according to uh, some tweets from Rick Westhead, who I got most of this information from, also a big shout out uh, to Robin Doolittle. I think that's how you say her name. If I'm n- if I'm mispronouncing it, please correct me. And also, I apologize. She had the original article in the Globe and Mail that Rick Westhead referenced to in his tweets. I personally follow Rick Westhead. I now follow Robin Doolittle as well. This kind of reporting can be difficult to do because of some of the backlash that they can get from hockey fans. So huge, huge shout out to these journalists covering these stories is not an easy thing. Okay. So the one thing that uh, Mr. Westhead reported was he talked to a defense attorney who has covered sexual assault cases and has been uh, and has been the defense lawyer for those cases. And it is customary for prospective defendants to be given one to two weeks uh, to surrender themselves to police. And now that is only in situations where there is no public danger of this person being out and about. Okay. If it were like if it were somebody who was also a violent offender, I could see there being like a 24-hour window or something like that. That's also something to dig into. It's not necessary for this particular case. Uh, this is something that happened again in 2018. It is 2024. Six years later, um, also important to note, um, another person on Twitter, Eric uh, Macramella. I may or may not be pronouncing that correct. Um, He tweeted out that in Canada, there is no statute of limitations for sexual assault. So there are some places where there is a statute of limitations. I can't remember if the States is one of those countries. Regardless, this incident took place in Canada. So the Canada rules apply and those are the rules. So, And the last thing that was sort of reported on this was on February 5th, which is a Monday, there will be a press conference giving more details surrounding this case just because of the the flood of um, journalists reaching out, uh, trying to get more information. This is all we know right now. So as of right now, it's just a massive coincidence that these five players have taken a leave of absence right around or just after it was announced that five players are being summoned to the London, Ontario police headquarters. That's really all I can say. And with that, let's dive in to that game last night, whatever that was against the Columbus Blue Jackets, 1-4-1. Lucky to win by that score. The first 40 minutes were terrible. Everyone in that dressing room knows that. Stuart Skinner was the only reason that they actually came out of that second period tied 1-1. Everyone knows that, okay? Through the first 40 minutes of that game, they had 13 shots and 23 giveaways. Not a recipe for success, but they dominated the third period. They came out. They got quick goals. 
Skinner had to make like five saves in that third period. Completely dominating performance without a doubt. And every single person in that dressing room needs to be thanking their lucky stars for Stuart Skinner. And on that note, to get to the exciting part of this episode, I'm going to make a statement. Stuart Skinner is an early Vesna finalist candidate. There's a few reasons for that. Let me dive into them. First of all, as of last night, he now has the Edmonton Oilers record for most consecutive wins in a row with 11. Grant Fuhr was the one who had this record previous to Skinner of 10 games. He set that record in the 1985 to 86 season. Bonkers. It's just absolutely bonkers that this record has stood this long for this team. It also maybe shows you the quality of goaltending that's come through. Now, they've had good goaltenders. They have had good goaltenders since Grand Fuhr. That's not what I'm suggesting here is that they haven't had good goaltenders. But they haven't had a goaltender get this hot in almost 40 years. Okay, so that's should help bring a little bit of perspective to what was accomplished last night. Now, some other goalies who have had 11-game win streaks in the past decade or so. Uh, Pekka Rene, Marc-Andre Fleury, Patrick Waugh, Martin Brodeur, and Jack Campbell. Now, some of these goalies have done it multiple times. Brodeur, Waugh, Fleury, multiple times. Okay? Now, the longest streak ever for a goalie Longest win streak ever is 14 games. That was achieved by four different goaltenders. Tiny Thompson of the Bruins in 1929-30. Tom Barrasso in 1992-93. Jonas Hiller in 2013-14. And Sergei Bobrovsky in 2016-17 for the Columbus Blue Jackets, which was the last team that won 14 consecutive games in a row. Which, hey! The Oilers achieved that last night, and hey, they did it against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm. Hmm. Ain't that something. So that's one thing. Now, the last time a goaltender had a consecutive streak of at least 11 games, there was two in the 2020-21 to season. Those two goaltenders, Andre Vasilevsky, he had a 12-game win streak, and Jack Cabell, who had an 11-game win streak. Before that, the next the next year, 2018, was another streak of around 11. And then you get into 2016-17 with Bobrovsky. So this isn't something that happens every single year. This didn't happen at all last year. Even though you have Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, Shesterkin, Sorokin, Soros, all of these goaltenders that are better than Stuart Skinner. But here is where things get interesting for Skinner this year. So, I'm going to talk about quality starts. Now, a quality start is a game where the goaltender has a save percentage higher than league average. Or, for games where they face 20 or fewer shots, a save percentage of 885 or higher is considered a quality start. Okay? Stuart Skinner has 11 consecutive quality starts which is the longest active uh, consecutive 
uh, run of quality starts. Okay. Um, and the goalie who's kind of challenging him in that regard is Connor Hellebuck. Okay. And I feel like that guy won a Vesna recently. Not last year. He was nominated last, na- last year, but he is a Vesna winner. So for this year, he's had two streaks of nine quality starts in a row. And Hellebuck has just been lights out. Okay. He's been fantastic. I think 70% of his starts have been quality starts, which is a bonkers number. Okay. An average is probably like 50%. A good goaltender will probably get you 50, probably has a 50% quality start percentage. And generally speaking, good goaltenders get about the same quality starts as they do wins. Because in this league, if your goaltender gives you league average, which is what a quality start is, league average save percentage, you will win hockey games. The Oilers were not getting that in the first part of the season. They are getting that and exceeding that in this segment of the season. Now, hopping into goals saved above expected, looking at two different sites for this data. Evolving hockey uh, is a bit more favorable towards Skinner. I am not 100% sure um, why these stats are a little different, but I looked at kind of the list in general, and there is a bit of a discrepancy between these two sites, Evolving Hockey, the first one, and Money Puck being the second one. If we look at Evolving Hockey, his goals saved above expected. So how they calculate goals saved above expected is they take the expected goals against, which is calculated through various different things, shot, uh, shot location, shot type, where the shot was taken on the goaltender, and then they subtract the actual goals against. And if the actual goals against is more than the expected goals against, you probably have a bad goalie. If the expected goals against is considerably higher than the actual goals, then you probably have a pretty good goaltender, okay? At the top of this list this year is Connor Hellebuck. On Evolving Hockey, his his goal saved above expected is like around 25. And I think for Money Puck, it's at like 20 or 21, something like that. So a slight dis- discrepancy, which we'll see in the numbers for Skinner here. Now, Skinner... His goal saved above expected for Evolving Hockey, 6.21, which has him ranked 27th overall among all goaltenders, okay? These stats are for all goaltenders, no minimum games played involved in this data. And then over at Money Puck, he's ranked 40th among all goaltenders with a 0.8 goal saved above expected. Now, at the beginning of the season, really dug himself a hole. I think he was probably minus at least minus 9 or 10. Maybe he got lower than that, like 15 or 12, minus 15 or 12. So to climb out of that hole, for one thing, is a huge feat. Props to Stuart Skinner. Great guy. Fantastic guy to interview. He's just wonderful person. And now his goaltending is backing it, is matching how awesome he is as a person. Okay. And these numbers... If he even just continues this remotely, like not even at this like torrid pace that he is right now, but if he just stays consistently good 
for the rest of this season, I don't see why he wouldn't get a nomination for the Vesna Trophy. That's it for today. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment on if you agree with me that Stuart Skinner is a Vesna Trophy candidate. If you are new to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Amazon, you name it, it's there. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. I'm making an effort to be more active on all of those platforms. Check out the Hockey News Edmonton Oilers team site to read the latest articles from me. Look out for this new Substack that's coming out very soon inside the locker room. Okay, Find it and subscribe to it so you never miss out on any of the behind the scenes from being a journalist covering the Edmonton Oilers. And remember, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. See you next time.